Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Thursday, May 11th. Former President Donald Trump on the CNN town hall stage in New Hampshire made crystal clear he plans to seek the presidency for the third time in a similar fashion as the previous two. Last night, my colleague Caitlin Collins moderated a town hall meeting with New Hampshire Republican primary voters and former President Donald Trump. President Trump is the clear, current frontrunner at this very early stage of the 2024 campaign for the Republican presidential nomination. But last night was a big moment for him because it had been years since he had sat down with a mainstream news organization and was not just speaking on a social media platform or at Fox News friendly venues where he exists inside an echo chamber. This was Donald Trump attempting to get in front of a different audience, though that doesn't mean that he was going to change his ways. We all know by now Donald Trump is Donald Trump and he was Trump in full last night, which is why you saw the whole range of reaction to him from some establishment Republicans concerned about him and his frontrunner status, that he may indeed be the party's nominee, to some of his core supporters pointing to the performance as to why he is the formidable frontrunner as he is, the clear adoration from the voters in the crowd who plan to vote in the Republican primary. And of course, Democrats felt that he provided an hour's worth of videotape to use in campaign ads that they think they could defeat him with if he is the nominee, though I've also heard from Democrats today who said that last night is a bit of a wake-up call about what's coming their way. As for some of that first category of reaction, some high-profile establishment Republicans in the United States Senate who saw last night and pointed at it as the very example as to why Donald Trump should not be their party's nominee. Give a listen to frequent critic of Donald Trump, Mitt Romney, Republican of Utah, and Todd Young, Republican of Indiana. You know, I think people saw last night uh, what they would get with another term of uh, Donald Trump as president, uh, which is completely untethered to the truth. I don't intend to support him for the Republican nomination. Donald Trump also made a slew of news last night weighing in on a whole host of topics. I want you to hear what he had to say on a bunch of them, including the current high stakes moment the country finds itself in over the debt ceiling and attempting to prevent a first ever default for the United States. Listen to that exchange between Trump and Caitlin Collins. I say to the Republicans out there, congressmen, senators, if they don't give you massive cuts you're going to have to do a default. Using the debt ceiling as a negotiating wedge uh, just could not happen. You, you said that sure. when you were in the That's Oval when Office. I was president. To, so why is it different now that you're out of office? Because now I'm not president. <laughs> so Trump gives his support to the notion that default may be necessary, even though he clearly acknowledges he was in an entirely different place when he was serving as president. On immigration, he slammed the Biden administration for how it's handling the border ahead of the expiration of Title 42, which is expected to end later today. And he wouldn't rule out implementing his administration's very controversial family separation policy if he were reelected. 
But when you have that policy, people don't come. If a family hears that they're going to be separated, they love their family. They don't come. So I know it sounds harsh. On the issue of abortion in a post-Roe v. Wade world, Trump repeatedly ducked questions about what he would do as president in terms of signing federal legislation dealing with curtailing abortions or access to abortion. He simply would not give specifics of where he stands. But if you are reelected and you're back in the Oval Office and you get legislation to your desk, would you sign a federal abortion ban into law? Uh, What I'll do is negotiate so that people are happy. I want to do what's right. And we're looking and we want to do what's right for everybody. But what's right? But now for the first time, the people that are pro-life have negotiating uh, capability because you didn't have it before. Perhaps one of the newsiest sections of the town hall and certainly had a lot of ears perk up, though not terribly surprising how Donald Trump would approach the Russia-Ukraine issue, but nonetheless still astonishing to hear a former president seeking to become president again not be able to say that he firmly supports Ukraine in this war and wants Ukraine to emerge victorious. No, he would not choose sides. He just said he wanted it to come to an end and then had this absurd claim that he could end it in 24 hours of becoming president again. Well, his potential rival, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, was on Hugh Hewitt's radio show earlier today and weighed in on this moment. To me, it was the most stunning moment of the debate. If you won't say that you think Ukraine should win the war, um, I don't know where you, you stand with Putin and you know, to say that he could, he could settle it in 24 hours is, is the same kind of bravado that we heard eight years ago when he said that he would build the wall across the entire border of Mexico and the United States and Mexico would pay for it. As we've talked about many times on this podcast, Donald Trump is a unique candidate. He is the first former president who lost reelection to seek his old job back in more than a century. And he's doing so while under indictment, having found now to be liable in this E. Jean Carroll case, under ongoing federal investigations into the classified documents and into his role in the January 6th insurrection. And Caitlin went back and forth with him for quite an extended time in this town hall about whether or not he can bring himself to acknowledge the legitimate election results of 2020 and clearly. Former President Trump is committed to the election lies that he's been telling for years and has no desire to stop lying about the 2020 election results. When you look at that result and when you look at what happened during that election, uh, unless you're a very stupid person, you see what happens. But most people uh, understand what happened. That was a rigged election. And it's a shame that we had to go through it. It's- it was not a rigged election. It was not a stolen election. You and your supporters lost more than 60 court cases on the election. It's been nearly two and a half years. Can you publicly acknowledge that you did lose the 2020 election? Let me, let me just go on. And when it comes to January 6th and the insurrection itself, an audience member asked him, A very important question about how he would handle those who have been convicted of crimes on that day. Give a listen to his answer. Will you pardon the January 6 rioters who were convicted of federal offenses? I am inclined to pardon many of them. 
I can't say for every single one because a couple of them probably they got out of control. Former President Trump likes to portray himself as a law and order candidate. And yet he said he's inclined to pardon many of the people who have been found guilty of breaking the law on that horrific day. But this is not just about looking to the past and seeing how he's held to account. This is also an important moment to understand in his third run for the White House, if indeed he would accept the election results of 2024. And perhaps it will not surprise you that he refused to do so. No commitment there on the accepting the results regardless of the if, outcome. If it's an honest election, correct. So as I said, this was Donald Trump in full. And you can see his firm grip on the Republican Party, if you judge by the voters that were in that hall. But you can also see why there is such concern in some quarters of the Republican Party about him being the nominee again. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.